This is Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Simply Real Estate on this sunny Saturday. Hey, listen, just a little shout out to the Raptors. Hopefully they get their acts together tomorrow. We need a win here, folks. We got to get Toronto going, and uh, it would be helpful for sure that if they could win in Game 7. So, some great stuff to talk about today. I've got a special guest joining us in a little while. Um, this person's actually been part of the crew of Homes on Homes. Uh, also, uh, things such as Disaster Decks. And great experience and knows a lot about contracting. So, you're going to want to stay tuned for that guest joining us in a little while. But first, I'm going to throw out a question, uh, 416-872-1010. I want to know what everyone's opinion is when it comes down to, is the market going to crash? Are we finally at the pinnacle? Are we going backwards? What do you think? Is the real estate market going to fall apart? Are we overheated and is it going to crash? 416-872-1010. You can reach me toll free at 1-800-561-2372. And of course, you can always text me at 71010. I want to know your opinion. You know, one, this is one of the things that people call me out on all the time. Todd, what is going to happen in the market? And I got to tell you, there's a lot going on that we should see an adjustment, but it's going to be actually, I think, in only one segment of the market. I don't see the, the actual detached market adjusting or falling down over the next few years. And when I mean detached detach market, your single residential homes, the stuff that's been selling up over a million dollars here in Toronto, Vancouver, those, I don't see a massive adjustment there. Not at all, in fact. But what I do think is that the condominium market could be set for an adjustment over the next couple of years. So there's lots of reasons why. There's got lots to talk about today. Of course, Canada's Competition Bureau uh, Tribunal ruled against the Toronto Real Estate Board for restricting the operation of industry newcomers known as virtual office websites and stifling innovation in Toronto. You know, that's the headline. In, in regular speak, Toronto Real Estate Board... Uh, most realtors, they can try to control information. This is the stuff that you can't just get out in the public. You can't find out what houses sell for unless you talk to a realtor because they have it all on MLS. And so just so you know, they're actually Competition Bureau. They've been after, um, you know, everybody for a long, long time. They've been trying to get the Toronto Real Estate Board and Ontario and Canadian Real Estate Boards to uh, to give up that, uh, that security, that right. And what happens with realtors is that's the one selling feature that they believe that they can control. And for those of you that tune in here every single week, you know that I'm going to always talk about professional realtors and how important it is to hire a professional realtor and, you know, they'll willingly give you the information, but more importantly, why should you, you know, why should you um, not know the information? Why can't you know it ahead of time instead of always looking for it? 416-872-1010. Is the market going to crash? What is your take on it? I would like to know. I'm not going to ask you, are realtors worth worth their money this week? Uh, I asked you that last week. And of course, we always get everybody jumping up and down on that one. But 416-872-1010, we're going to talk more about that, of course. Now, 
look, when we take a look at the, the market right now, we're in the spring market. Numbers are up. We had a, we, a short supply. We're down by about 20% on the number of listings out there. One of the biggest reasons, of course, is the fact that nobody knows where to move to. It's great you can get all this profit, but at the end of the day, it's really tough to know what you're going to buy next. If that's the case, why sell? And a lot of people are holding off this year because they just don't know where to go and what is the solution. Now, one of the things that uh, CMHC released, though, uh, Canadian Mortgage Housing Corporation, ha is telling us that there are some overheated markets in Toronto. Uh, Vancouver, you know, is not, not too bad. They're saying that prices, you know, beware, that kind of thing. And look, folks, we know this. We've been told this a lot in the last few years. You know, it's constantly, it's the spring. It's a standard report. But the one thing, actually, that kind of surprised me was the fact that they're talking about Sask Saskatoon, Regina, and Manitoba having two many new properties coming online, meaning that all these building permits were released a few years ago. Properties are fine being built up and now they're going to have an oversupply. So not only are the oil provinces going to struggle because of the employment, they now are going to probably have too much real estate available, which what happens when you have too much of something, you get oversupply, don't have the demand, so prices could soften up in those marketplaces. They already have a little, but not a lot. So do you have any questions about real estate? Let me know. 416-872-1010, of course, is my number here. What do you want to know about the market today? Is it going to crash? Or any other questions that you have for me, I'm happy to answer them. You know, it's been an interesting week. Uh, we saw a few things pop up. Uh, Airbnb, uh, there was somebody that rented through Airbnb. And uh, I was on with one of our one of our uh, personalities here, and we were talking about it. And, you know, there was a shooting, there was a kidnapping, and the people that actually all of this happened was surrounded by Airbnb. And the funny thing is, Airbnb has nothing to do with it. It just happened to be flagged that way. We're talking about it. And so, you know, can you stop something like this happening if you live in a condominium? Can you actually stop short-term rentals? And, you know, my take on it is this. When you buy a condominium, there's certain rules and regulations you must follow. Um, and you, if you become part of the board, you can actually start a vote and you actually can control the condominium to a certain extent. You can put in new rules and regulations in. But it would be really tough to limit people and say, no, you cannot rent out through Airbnb or you can't do short-term rentals. I know a lot of people think that that would be a positive thing, but there's a lot of people out there that are simply buying these for income and they're not going to allow it. So um, any of you had an experience uh, renting out your property through, let's say, you know, uh, short-term rentals like this, give me a call, 416-872-1010. And of course, my toll-free number here is 1-800-561-2372, or you can text me at 71010. You know, it was interesting because when CMHC had released that data, you know, they've been kind of holding back on a few things. And... The one area that they talked about was Hamilton, and they said that it's in balance and not overinflated in price. But yet, you know, a couple of years ago, Hamilton was a real struggle of a market. You know, my theory on Hamilton is great brick and mortar, unfortunately, not maybe not the greatest tenants, and that made it bad for investment. But now, with the the addition of some of the go train lines and extra trains, we're finding that Hamilton is actually becoming a great little hub. Good for affordability. Now, again, let's go to the other side of the city and look at Oshawa. 
affordability there is actually still intact. I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, listen, you know, my, my detached house is probably, you know, 2,200 square feet and it's, uh, it's worth about 350,000. Um, you know, when you hear those numbers, well, that's staggering. That's a huge affordability considering that for, you know, $350,000 today, you're going to get a 600 square foot, you know, uh, condominium here in downtown. So, when you look for affordability, keep in mind the outlying areas are going to be very important to our future and allowing people to be able to find things that are affordable. So any questions for me this week? 416-872-1010. Love to talk about it. Um, you know, when uh, when I talked last week about uh, realtors, one of the things that I found was, you know, it was a real mixed number is that you know, could you negotiate the offers on your own? And I had a lot of callers call in and say, you know, Todd, um, I always use a realtor because I think it's best uh, that I do. You know, they are worth the value. And then I had a, I had quite a few people call in and said, listen, we sold privately. We did really well. But I had one caller turn around and said, um, you know, I went to sell privately and the person that came to try to buy my property wanted a 5% discount off my price right away because I wasn't using a realtor. So is this what you believe when you buy privately, that you should get a discount on your actual property when you are selling or buying a private for sale? Should you get a discount on that price? I, I'm curious about that one. Is that what people believe? Should you do that? Again, I don't know, 5% discount just because they've decided to list another way. Market value is market value. It doesn't matter what commissions they're paying. And this is one of the things that we have to look at. So 416-872-1010. Of course, I've got a great guest joining us shortly. And uh, we're going to be talking about contracting a lot of things. Um, I've got Jesse at Mississauga. Jesse, uh, welcome to Simply Real Estate. I'll take a quick call. Excellent. How are you doing, sir? Good, thanks. All right. I got about a three hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar uh, from a business deal that I want to invest into some kind of a real estate. Uh, I'm not able to understand this exactly which city and where to uh, invest into, where I could actually just uh, get some kind of a steady income monthly yep. uh, from it. Uh, I- so. Excellent. Idea? Yeah, excellent question, Jesse. And uh, well, I'm going to I'm going to answer you very quickly because I'm going to go to break in a minute. But um, uh, what you need to do is you need to look in the outer markets. Um, you know, very important that you do look in the outer markets because you're looking at affordability. Do not put all three hundred fifty thousand into one investment. You may want to stagger it. Put uh, put put you know your twenty percent down on a few properties. Don't pull it put it all at once. And make sure you're using some leverage. Look for more of a mature tenant. And hey, by the way, if you do want to know more about investment properties, you can always go to the simpleinvestor.com. You can join us May 26th for our seminar. Happy to uh, have a chat with you. You can come up and talk to me. And uh, But yeah, by all means, look for the outer markets. Keep away from the downtown core. Not the greatest place right now, I would say, um, but 350000 That's a big nut. When you, when you have that much, you can definitely use leverage and you're going to get some great returns. So speaking of return, when we come back, we've got a special guest. So make sure you stay with us. You're listening to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. 
And welcome back. Hey, listen, do you have any questions on real estate? And I, I'm still curious. What do you think? Is the market going to crash? 416-872-1010. As I promised a little bit earlier, I have a special guest joining me today. And, you know, um, this person is a contractor, TV personality with HGTV. Um, she was actually a member of the crew on Homes on Homes, Disaster Deck. And uh, now with a new show, uh, Home to Win, and that is Kate Campbell. And Kate, welcome to Simply Real Estate. Thanks for having me, Todd. I, I really appreciate you joining us today. Um, you know, love uh, everything that you guys do with the shows. And um, I know you've got quite the experience. You've been at this now for over 10 years. Is that right? I have. It's actually been 10 years and 10 different HGTV shows, (laughs) coincidentally or not. (laughs) Well, you know, Kate, I, you know, kudos to you because um, with these shows, you know, the, the public out there, you know, it's created such a frenzy around real estate and, Mm -hmm. you know, all your shows, I have to tell you, very educational. And, you know, you're a huge backer of young women getting into the trades and maybe you can, maybe you can enlighten our, our audience a little with this. For sure. I I speak to young women uh, about getting into the trades, and I talk a lot about empowering women and not being afraid to put yourself out there. And I speak to all of my experiences over the past 10 years, working on mostly all all male-dominated crews, walking onto job sites as the only girl, and some of the experiences, the hardships that I've gone through, but also the really empowering moments of building things and seeing something tangible at the end of the day and also buying and selling houses and being able to work on them myself, which has been so rewarding for me. Well, you know, when, when you do something like that, you know, the trades are one of those suffering industries. Um, you know, I, I used to be in contracting years ago for mm-hmm. 10 years. And one of the things that I recognize is that it's harder and harder to find good contractors. Yeah. And, and Kate, you know, one of the things I think people struggle with, obviously, is hiring somebody. Is there kind of a, a, a code or a checklist when people are trying to find the right people? <laughs> I feel like there, there is. There are a lot of things to look for, like references, for one, having someone that probably won't be available right away, because if you're a good contractor, you're going to be busy. So <laughs> that, can, that might be a red flag for a homeowner if someone's available right away. I always found with Homes on Homes, we focus a lot on the contractors, but the homeowner also has to take some onus. And a lot of the time, it had been someone that had taken the lowest quote they had 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 been given and you have to think about quality of work and and what you're paying for it and a lot of the time people don't understand renovation costs and they I, I feel like the industry is a little bit misunderstood so um, it, your home is the biggest investment you're probably ever going to make so why would you take the lowest quote that you get and I feel like there is a checklist that you can I'm sure there are many checklists online that you can kind of look into when you're looking for a contractor but I think Uh, references is the number one thing that I always say. Just look at what the contractor has done previously. And if it's the style that you like and it's the quality that you like, 
And also, if you get along with the contractor and you can communicate well with them, that's extremely important. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. And folks, if you're just tuning in, I've got Kate Campbell. Uh, She's a contractor, TV personality from HGTV. You know, we're really lucky to have her on today. (laughs) If you have any questions for 416-872-1010 is our number here. You know, Kate, you're right. You know, one of the things that you made a a comment was that most of the time when you get onto a job site, you know, Mm -hmm. it's basically a male-driven job site. But yet, you know, I've watched a few episodes of with you and you're right in there with the guys you know you're not you're not you're not you're not pulling any punches and you're not taking it on the chin so um you know do you do you find that they want to give you less work or or you know question i mean what obviously once you become part of the crew you know mm-hmm. they know they know your abilities but was that was that kind of a hard thing for you to get over it was and it it was 10 years in the making it's taken me that long to kind of almost prove to myself too that i don't need to put up with any any <laughs> any kind of BS going on on the job site and believing in myself and my abilities. I, I feel like whenever you're a minority, it's almost like the, the focus is on you. And being a woman that stepped onto a job site, you're always questioned. If you make a mistake, it's under the microscope. And you just kind of have to, you develop thick skin and you also develop um, a confidence in your skill set. And that's something that has taken me a while to, to kind of believe in. But now I'm at the point where I feel confident walking into any house, onto any job site and talking to a homeowner about any job. So. Yeah, and that's that's so important. And you, you know that if you're able to talk confidently, you've got to be able to exude that all, obviously to your clients as well. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one of those things that I think if, if you're interviewing contractors, if they don't have the confidence or the knowledge, you know, it comes out pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. that's one of those things that people need to be able to watch out for, because if it's sort of like, yeah, 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 I've done that before. Well, how about you give me, how about you give me a case in point? So. Exactly. And I almost feel like being a woman, I almost have, I'm a little bit more uh, open to admitting when I don't know how to do something. Whereas I've seen a lot of men walk onto sites and like you just said, yeah, 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 I got it. I know what I'm doing when maybe they don't. And I think if you have open communication with the homeowner and the contractor is openly saying, you know what, I haven't done that before, but I know the right person to call and we'll get someone in here that's skilled to take care of this. It's more about being honest with the the customer and the homeowner than it is about just trying to float over every issue that happens. Yeah, just just trying to prove yourself to them, and sometimes that's the biggest thing. And 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 that's why a lot of a lot of you know general contractors bring in subcontractors that specialize in one department. And Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I always get a kick out of it when people want to put in fences. They say, "Oh no, I'll I'll rent the auger myself," and and (laughs) and all of a sudden you look at the fence and it's you know cockeyed and not going down the lot line and everything else. So. Um, Kate, I was just going to ask you, you know, if you don't mind hanging on when we go to break, um, you know, I'm going to let uh, our callers, if they want to call in, 416-872-1010. And uh, I'm going to want to definitely talk a little bit more with you, if you don't mind, uh, sticking around. And uh, folks, if you have some questions, um, you know, we're really lucky to have Kate Campbell joining us, uh, contractor, TV personality with HGTV. You might have heard a few of the shows that she's been on over the years, Homes on Homes, Disaster Decks, and of course, uh, your new show home to win 
And uh, if you want to reach out to Kate on her website, it's katebuilds.ca. And yep. um, you know what? Awesome to uh, to be able to talk with you, Kate. And so we're going to have you hang on. When we come back, we'll be talking more. So folks, um, you know, that's the thing. When you're looking at contractors, you know, there's not one contractor out there that knows it all. But if you can hire somebody that, um, that A, uh, has a vast knowledge, has done the work before, can give you references. And if they can tell you, you can turn around and get the job started tomorrow. Be concerned. Very, very concerned. So when we come back, we're going to have more with Kate Campbell. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. And welcome back. If you're just tuning in, my special guest today is Kate Campbell. She's a contractor but you might recognize her as a TV personality from HGTV. And Kate, thanks for hanging on. Thanks for having me, Phil. <laughs> so, um, you know, we were just talking a little bit earlier, you know, some of your experience, obviously. Uh, one of the things is that you do, you know, try to educate and help support, um, you know, uh, young ladies coming into being trades, the trades, of course. The trades are struggling, as we know. And um, one of the things that uh, you do have, though, is you've got a new show out. And can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, um, Home to Win involves 20 HGTV hosts. We bought a house and basically uh, every contractor has been paired up with a designer and we tackle a room together. So I was paired up with a lovely designer that I'm actually not sure if I'm allowed to say who I was with, (laughs) but (laughs) the whole house is renovated, it's fully furnished and it's on a beautiful property. And at the end of the show, three families compete to possibly win the house and everything involved with the house. Very exciting. And mm. so for you, you obviously, I, I, I guess it, it's been taped or or where, do you know the winner yet? It, we don't know the winner yet. Okay. We can still enter online, hometowin.ca, and uh, the winner is picked, I believe, on live to tape TV. So it's not exactly live, but it's yep. as close as possible for network TV. And that's sometime in June, I believe. Excellent. So, yeah. so I'm just going to, uh, to my chat board here. Um, uh, we've got somebody that uh, texted us in that said, we, my mom, uh, have a great house in downtown uh, old, old Brampton. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom is, is 90 and it needs to be safe for her. Um, we also have a, let's say majority, she said, <laughs> I have to paraphrase this, uh, mm-hmm. majorly screwed <laughs> by a contractor. Um, and now I know better, but it happened anyways, lesson learned, but we can't get them, th- uh, through lawsuit because I can't find them now. Uh, yeah. I'm so worried about getting work done and we still need to make it safe for my mom. And so can we give them some advice? Um, yes. Um, I, I'm pretty sure you got a lot of that when you were on the other shows. I mean, you've been on so many of them, but you know, you, you guys were c- going in and cleaning up a lot of messes. Yeah, with Homes on Homes, that was basically the, the premise. That was what the mess that we were walking into a lot of the time. And it was always discussed that there wasn't a lot of protection for homeowners when it comes to that kind of situation. Um, and it, it's an unfortunate story that we would, not even kidding, probably have about a 1,000 emails a month, something like that coming through. And it's... It's hard because with companies and contractors, they can just close down, they can claim bankruptcy, and they can reopen another company under a different name, and away they go kind of thing. 
So in a situation like that where the money's already been spent, it's a little bit more difficult. I always say never, ever pay out a full contract until you are completely satisfied. There should be something like 20% down, and then there should be incremental payments throughout the, the actual contract. So to recover something after the fact is a lot harder. I think it's the same process where it's just finding a trustworthy contractor and going through the steps. There's a bunch of red flags that will go off if you if you feel like the contractor is not a good contractor. If, uh, if again going back to the references, um, there, I would assume that this this contractor might not have had the best references, if any. And um, you should always feel like it's a red flag if the contractor is like asking for everything to be paid up front. So yeah, you know what? That's that's one of the things that, and I've had this discussion uh, numerous times on the show, where mm-hmm. you know people need to understand you should do a pay scale as as far as completion goes. Mm-hmm. And you know, I like your idea, twenty percent down. That's pretty much that's pretty much standard. That's the way they should be. Um, mm-hmm. Most people also don't realize, you know, how how intricate the contract should be. Because, mm-hmm. you know, both from a contractor's perspective, but also obviously from the consumers, because, you know, you have to know what the contractor's promising you, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you have to have your expectations set out to the contractor. Because a lot of times in a contractor situation, they'll say, oh, but can you just do this little change or can we change, you know, this tile, but yet it costs can, you know, escalate for the contractor. And that's where they start getting that negativity and it yep. makes it a little bit more difficult. You know, ha- a, have you experienced a, a lot of that or... I have, and that's a really good point because the homeowner has to understand too that I think, like you said, the contract needs to be broken down to every single material, the cost of that material, what's involved, if you're taking out walls, if you're replacing electrical. And a lot of the time, the homeowner doesn't understand the process. So they'll say something like, okay, well, could you add this? And the way that I talk to homeowners about it is, do you go to the grocery store and do you check out and you have all your groceries and you pay for your grocery bill, but then you forgot milk or you decided that you you were going to add eggs? So you run back, get the eggs, and then ask the, the person checking you out if you can just, just throw it on the tab and not have to pay for it. <laughs> kind of the same the same situation. Like you, that, that seems so ridiculous and you're laughing because it is. But, but the you... contract... And a contractor, that happens all the time. And you know homeowners... what? One of the things, Kate, though, I sort of interrupt, but one of the things I yeah. recognize, because being having done it for, for a long time as a contractor for 10 years, I always had people coming up to me, and just as you were finishing the job, and you were just mm-hmm. about to ask for the final you know, bill to be paid, they'd always throw in the, well, you know my garage? Um, I, you know, can you just throw a couple pieces of drywall in there? And, yeah. uh, and then you say, okay, well, I'll give you a quote on it. Well, what do you mean a quote? Can't you just throw it in for me? And it's just like, it's all of a sudden as a contractor, you're not going to get paid or for the materials because they think you can blend it in. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those situations. And I'm pretty sure, like you said, you, you've experienced this. Oh, yeah. Even the amount of times that it's like, and it's hard with friends and family when you're a contractor because, again, it's, it's almost like, your profession isn't respected as much as another profession. So like friends or family, you want to come over and finish my basement. I'll cook you a really nice steak dinner and we'll have some beers. And I kind of look at them like, okay, so if you're an accountant, 
I'm just going to come over. You can do my taxes and I'll give you I'll, a beer. I'll bring some beer. <laughs> yeah. No, but make no, but Kate, make sure they drink the beer after they've done your taxes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're definitely going to get an audit if that's the case. So, well, listen, Kate, I, I greatly appreciate you uh, joining us today. Of course, our listeners can tune into you um, on HGTV uh, yeah. and watch Home to Win. And, um, of course, folks, uh, we've been very lucky to have Kate Campbell, uh, TV personality from HGTV as well. She's a contractor and you can, uh, get to Kate from katebuilds.ca. So Kate, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Todd. Okay. Thanks so much. So listen, you know what? Awesome to, to talk to somebody that knows contracting. If not, if you haven't seen some of the shows, you know, go back to some of them. Uh, Kate is awesome in these shows. She's definitely redefined, uh, you know, contracting, especially from a, from a, a female perspective. You know, I think the guys on the crew are quite shocked with her because she just, uh, she holds her own, no question. And, uh, and good for her do, doing a great job at it. Hey, listen, you know, my question of the day, 416-872-1010, you can reach me at 1-800-561-2372. Do you have any concerns about what could happen when the market does crash? Do you actually have a concern about it or is it going to happen? Or are we just going to keep going the way we are? Where will the real estate market go? What can change um, with what's going on out there? Do you truly think that the market is going to readjust? Could we have a 1988-89 down the road? Could that happen? Could that market crash? Could we relive the time where the market drops by 30%? I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Do you think it can happen? So 416-872-1010. You can text me here at 71010. And I want to know what you think. And also, we've got lots to talk about when we come back. You know, it's interesting. The market is heat. It is it is hot. We are in the heart of the spring market. We're seeing lots of activity, but just not enough inventory. So this is why we're seeing these multiple offers. We're watching people, you know, we're watching the numbers go up, but our inventory's down. Can this continue? Are we going to see the market go throughout the summer? These are all really interesting questions. Are we going to see a repeat of last year or are we going to beat a hundred thousand sales in the GTA market? I want to know your thoughts when we come back after this. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Now, more of Simply Real Estate with host Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And welcome back. You know, it was interesting earlier talking to Kate Campbell because we were talking, obviously, about contractors. She's got some great shows on HGTV that she's been part of. And it was interesting because I threw out the the analogy that, you know, sometimes, you know, there is even some contractors out there that can't put in a straight fence. And, of course, up comes on my chat board, still laughing. You think we are so stupid we can't put up a straight, strong fence. Well, the truth is the number of complaints out there in the public right now would say there's a lot of contractors that can't because they're not contractors. They're just, you know, they've got a pickup truck and they think that they can do something because they go online to try to figure it out. The guys that are professionals, the guys that do this for a living, of course they can. They can do everything. They can rebuild entire properties, buildings, whatever it is. But there are still people out there, and I've seen them firsthand, that do not know what they're doing. So folks, Kate gave some great advice. Make sure you turn around and find out, get some references. If they're ready to start the next morning, they're not that busy. Maybe they're not the ones to select. And 
on the other side of the coin, make sure you give very small staggered deposits until it's finished. This is the problem. The industry has been suffering from all these bad jobs that they make the good guys look bad. So I'm going to move on and go to 416-872-1010 if you have some questions for me today. Of course, my question about the market is, you know, what's going on with it? Do you think it's crashed? Going back to my chat board, and I got a really good one actually from Kevin, and I'm going to ask everybody what they think about it. I think the question to ask is why can't the market crash? And when all, when, and it says, and when will collusion between the big home builders end, which is currently allowing for low supplies in an effort to keep prices high and maximize their profit at the cost to new buyers and millennials. Kevin, thanks for the uh, thanks for the text there. That's an interesting look at it. And so folks, do you think that the builders right now are controlling the supply so it's forcing the industry up, forcing the prices up. 416-872-1010 is my uh, my number here. I'm curious, is that what you think? Do you think that the builders are actually ultimately controlling the supply chain to force the prices up? It's a great comment, Kevin. And, and, and again, I could see people looking at it from that perspective because we watch and, you know, all of a sudden it almost seems like none of the builders, like maybe one or two new developments come on at a time and then those sell out and then about a month later another one comes out and those sell out almost like they're staggered so if you're right about that then is it possible that the builders are actually doing it now we have to look at the economy as well because again if interest rates all of a sudden go through the roof that can create a problem so again it's one of those things what who what and what and who is driving the market? 416-872-1010. Love to hear from you because I'm happy to talk about this topic. Very, very interesting. I think that the market is going to stay stable right across the board except for a few of them. Um, so I'm going to go to uh, Stanley in Markham. And um, so Stanley, uh, welcome to uh, Simply Real Estate. Yes, good afternoon. Um, so what, what's your take on it? Well, you have to you have to see it's it's a lot of foreign money coming in, eh? There's not your typical uh, second generation Canadians that are buying these estates. These I live up in Markham, Macallan and Sixteen area, and you can't even touch a townhome for under eight hundred thousand dollars up here now. So, Stanley, have you lived there for a long time? I've been here about twelve years, and and do the builders control the market now? Absolutely, they do. But uh, you know, we're we're blessed with these foreign investors coming in and buying these houses. Or else, you know, we'd be, these buildings would be like in the 80s again, where, you know, they go bankrupt, half of them. So I'll give you an example. My brother bought a home off of, uh, can I say the builder's name or no? No, no, I'd prefer you not to, but you can tell you can tell us that your brother bought a home. Okay, he bought a home uh, from uh, the same builder who built these homes in, in off the golf course here in Markham. Right. He bought one out in the in, uh, Port of Newcastle. He lives out there. He bought the same almost 4,000-square-foot home. It was selling here about four years ago for $3 million. He bought it here for $550,000. Wow. Right off the lake. Same house, like the plans I looked at. I, I couldn't believe it. So what's the difference? You know, you're an hour drive east. Right. And you know what? Though, Stanley, here's the thing. A lot of people are not willing to do that drive. So proximity, you know, as they say, location, location, location. That's of the land, of course. And, you know, the best the best thing I can say to you, though, is that if you bought in Markham 12 years ago, you are doing exceptionally well on the value of your property, right? Absolutely. I'm on my second home in Markham. I was lucky. I bought it for I bought my second home in Markham, uh, same same uh, right off a of ravine lot, five fifty five seventy five. 
1.2 now. I mean, I can't sell it. I'm, I, you know, it's, I got the money in equity, but where am I going to go? I need 1.5 after, you know what you, I mean? You got it. And Stanley, that's one of the problems that we're having with the market this year is there's just not enough inventory and the prices are high. So where do you go? Thanks so much for your call, Stanley. And uh, I'm going to go to Peter in Toronto. And uh, Peter, welcome to Simply Real Estate. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. Good. No, enjoying the show. Um, I guess my thoughts are I, th- I don't think it's builders, you know, keeping the prices up by um, ma- by managing supply and demand as much as we're in a very artificially controlled low interest rate environment. And I guess what worries me is once rates start going up, it's going to affect obviously the affordability. Plus, people will be in more personal debt and paying that off, and um, that that's what will bring down the houses. The demand people are coming here in droves still. So Peter, a quick question for you then. What do you when do you think interest rates are going to go up? I honestly don't know and I've been wrong about it for years. I keep saying, you know, they can't stay this low, but I think once they do it's going to happen fairly quickly and it may not be for a while, but um something will cause it and shake out a lot of people and um that, that'll bring the price down, or at least leveled off in hot markets. I think. Yeah, I believe. I actually believe. I, I agree with you that I think interest rates, if they go up, it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, soften up the market. But here's, here's the other thing, though, is there's so much debt secured around a lower interest rate. Do you really believe that the Bank of Canada is going to risk default levels to like a, an epic proportion by overinflating the interest rates? I, I don't think they will willfully, but I think they may be forced to based on the other, the rest of the world. Okay. And, and what's happening. But, um, you know, again, I'm not an expert on these things. Yeah. Well, listen, thanks so much for your call, Peter, and appreciate it. Enjoy. Thanks. All right. Thank Bye. you. So, you know, folks, this is the thing. Everybody's going to have their take on it. 416-872-1010. What is your take on it? You know, uh, interesting conversation. Are interest rates going to go up? Who's going to force them up first? What's going to happen? Is the Bank of Canada going to react to the interest rates and put them up? Is that going to then make the, the actual market go backwards? I believe that the interest rates are going to stay in place for quite a while. I think maybe they could edge up a little. We could be talking a quarter of a point to a half a point. But are we going to see 5 and 6 and 7% interest rates again? I don't see it anytime soon. So I'm going to go to Chris in Toronto. And Chris, welcome to Simply Real Estate. Hi. Hi there. So what do you think? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think at least in Toronto proper, I don't think that uh, the market will crash anytime soon because there's so many people moving into the city every year. And and with especially in the older areas where the the lots are a lot more um, generous, I think I think people just really desire to have those types of, of places. So whenever a house goes up for sale, I guess people get still get really emotional about it and and they're willing to pay the money and um even with the rate staying low, even if they do go up in a couple of years, a lot of people are even investing now. And, and even if you own a house in Toronto for, for even a two-year time span, chances are you're still going to be making a little bit of money on it. You know, Chris, I'd have to agree with you on that because I personally think that the, the hub of the Toronto market, especially in the detached range, is going to stay very strong over the next few years, strictly because of supply and demand and exactly what you were mentioning. Families wanting to move into the area, and these aren't these aren't just investors. These are people that are going to put down some roots, and they're going to be there for 10, 15, 20 years. So, Chris, thanks so much for your call. Thank so, you. So, folks, you know what? That's, that's a really good point. And this is one of the things I think I've been trying to stay on top of for the last few years, um, definitely, is the fact that when we look at the Toronto market, there's so many people that want to live 
in a family neighborhood or create long-term, you know, roots that they are willing to buy something and they are, they're going to stay for a long time. You know, I go back to the whole idea of cottages. You know, years ago in the Muskokas, we started seeing a lot of people building up some cottages and it was because it was the next generation and they've, they've made these incredible cottages, but a lot of them, when you talk to them, they say, we're not going anywhere. This is going to be for the next 30, 40 years. And we're finding the same thing with these homes. When you take a look into neighborhoods and you see them knocking down the old homes and putting up some of the new ones, you know, they're doing it because of the lot sizes, the location. And this is so very important that people are creating more of a you know, a long-term goal for their families. You know, young chill, young children, they're going to be there for years. They're trying to set down the roots. And this is why the Toronto market, the hub of the Toronto market, I believe is going to stay secure. But what I do believe is that condominium market could fluctuate. I think that that's the one that we all have to be very cautious with. Watch how much you're spending on them and keep an eye on your amenities. I know everybody loves the idea of having super amenities in a condominium, but all that's going to do is drive up your condominium fee in the future. And you know what? We're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks. Um, we're going to be talking about condominium fees, how they get broken down, what you should be looking for, of course, and how to analyze it. It's called a reserve fund study, and we will talk later, uh, probably in about two weeks, I think I'm going to talk about that. And we'll have lots more. So remember, we've got a simple seminar coming up May 26. Go to thesimpleinvestor.com today to register for May 26. It's our last one before the summer. And you're going to want to make sure that you get out to that. Um, of course, I want to thank Mike and George, my producers, uh, for, uh, for helping me through this. They always do. It's awesome. And to you, the listeners, thanks for listening. Uh, you know, we wouldn't have the show without you. And uh, of course, love doing it. So remember, next week, 4 p.m., I'll be back right here on News Talk 1010. You've been listening to Simply Real Estate. I'm your host, Todd C. Slater, and I'll talk to you next week.